Action Park Media. Hey guys, welcome to Entertain Her. My name is Erin Pasquarelli. Erica Cedeno. Hey guys, I'm Zulai Hanau. Hello ladies. Well, uh, unusually... Erin Coscarelli hosting today. Our girl Sarah Sanderson is out of town at the moment, but she will be back with us very soon. But I'm excited to get the gang back together. Zula, you've been missed. I missed you guys. Well, I came back and then you were gone last week. So you and I have especially missed us a couple weeks in a row. And it's so good to see you over Zoom. I have missed, I have missed your energy. You're right. That's right. I was out of town too myself. You I mean, were out of, you were, yes. oh my God, you were on, we have so many catch-ups to oh. do. Coscarelli was in Chicago. Yes. Oh, yes. my hometown. I know. Mm, we Lots get to our, get to, should we get right into our wind down? Get ready for the wind down. Victory. Let's get the lowdown on (laughs) Chi-Town. That's right. I did. I went to Erica's uh, hometown in Chicago. I mean, the people there are so sweet. I love it. It was amazing. We went to um, we went to a Cubs game, had the best time. I had a Wrigley Field does not disappoint. My gosh. Get it on your bucket list. Wrigley. I mean, it's amazing. E, You've been before. Yeah. That's how I got so into baseball. I was a baseball fanatic. If you're from Chicago, you are obsessed with baseball. Yeah. Because of Wrigley Field. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's like, it's historical. It's like, I mean, it just feels like you're going back in time to traditional baseball. Like you said, it's so like the fans are crazy about it um, mm-hmm. and ended up winning and it was a great game. Um, and then we went to a couple of really great dinner restaurants. Like the food there is amazing. Did not have deep dish, regrettably, um, <laughs> but did have some great, uh, some great food and some great nightlife. It, it was really fun. I mean, like I, I love Chicago. It's in the middle of the, uh, of the, of the country. It's, it's quite easy to get to the, the people are great. Um, went with a couple of girlfriends and, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy Chicago, E-Dog. I miss, I miss it so much, but that's the thing is I really don't go back because my parents are still in Rochelle, but they just come to us all the time. They come mm. out to California, so we never make it back, but I miss it and I definitely need to make it a priority this summer. I think we should do a shy town <gasps> trip. It's so wow. fun in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Like the 4th of July. So I'll go next because we had an amazing weekend. We went out Hollywood style again. I feel like I haven't gone out in Hollywood for such a long time, but I got all dressed up in a nice dress. Uh, Zulai, you would be proud of me. I had like an opening. I, I saw. Had- oh, you did? Was it the picture when you, that you, the stories you just posted? Oh, yes, Faye? Yes, yes. yes. You look yes, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, babe. It was so fun. We went to Boa Steakhouse. Uh, we went on a triple date, which I haven't done in such a long oh time God. either. Yeah. Um, and we had, we had a blast and then we went back to our friend's house and drank some more and partied. I think I got home at like one in the morning, me and D- me and Matt, uh, danced Despacito and Jill at, was at Boa, no, at, her, at their house. You <laughs> we were like two minutes party. away. Me. <laughs> Next time you're in the area and you are around here, you have to text us. Kevin and I like Despacito. Yes, I know. It would. We, we could have performed together. We could have done yeah. an ensemble. 
Well, maybe not Kevin, but yeah. Well, yeah, Matt, you know, Matt, I saw the video afterwards and I was like, babe, we do need those salsa lessons because you did not, you could not control me. I'm sorry, but you could not control control me. Oh my God. She needs Javier. Remember when we went dancing on Monday? Oh, Javier. He was so good. Oh my God. Um, Wait, so do we have video evidence of this E? Can we post this? We sure do. I'm going to send it to you guys first. And then we'll approve it. Yes or no. Might have to. I think it's something. already approved. In my book, it's approved. <laughs> approved. I need to see. Yeah, it's approved. Signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, Posted. sealed, and delivered. Yeah. Oh, it was fun though. I love I'll send that. It to you guys. Uh, I am not a f- baseball fanatic. Uh, I respect baseball and I go to a game from time to time. And I think it's a beautiful sport. I think the men are mostly beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I went to, <laughs> I witnessed history this past week. I, I witnessed oh. Albert Pujols' 700 home run. Home run. Oh, I and saw, saw that. that. I saw that. I was, I was at Dodger stadium and on the way there, my sister's like, you know, tonight's kind of very special because there's history could be made tonight. And I was like, cool, let's, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go. I'm, I'm like thinking of what I'm going to eat. Guys, this stadium erupted in a way that I can't even put into words. It was so amazing. I got chills and I'm not even like a fan like that, but it was so special. It was so unique. It was such a beautiful, the fans, Dodger fans went crazy for this, for this Pujols, (laughs) who apparently is amazing. Now I've done a deep dive and Kevin has educated me. He's like, you witness history and you couldn't bring back. So we got into a fight. Kevin tells me, bring home a, uh, what do you call that? A program. So had I known that history was going to happen, I would have grabbed the program on the way in, but that's not the case. History happened after I walked through the doors, through the gate, and I did not come home with appropriate program. I came home with the weekender. So there was no mention of Albert Pujols in it. He's like, this is what you bring home. You bring home nothing. How are we going to prove that you were there in 10 years? I'm like, I don't need to prove it. So now I said, I'm going to prove it via, I said, I have a ticket. He's like, where's the ticket? I'm like, it's an online ticket. He's like, even better. You have no proof that you were there. Were you even, even there? Better. Tell me. <laughs> were you even there? Wait, do, don't you have video and pictures? Of this I do. Moment? I said, I have an Instagram moment. I, I have, he's like, that means nothing. We needed physical evidence that you were there. Evidence. Terrible. He's like, I can't believe. And, and then he also texted me. He's like, don't leave the stadium without a piece of memorabilia. I'm thinking a hat, like a onesie for Kennedy. I'm like, what do you want me to buy? <laughs> he's like something that says the, 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 that actual game. I'm like, there was nothing there that moment. So we got over it eventually. But as far as Kevin's concerned, I was not indeed at the baseball game and I have no claim (laughs) to this (laughs) witnessing of history. So that I saw your stories. I I saw your stories. You were, I was there. there. Yes, I was there. (laughs) It was phenomenal. I'm so, and he's also a Latino for, for all of us that are celebrating Latin Heritage Month, he's Puerto Rican and he's been playing baseball for a very long time. And it's a, a milestone. Uh, what do you call that? Coscarelli in sports. Oh, just a record, like seven. A record. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty amazing to witness. He? 
How old is he? I think, in it, he, I think he's like 42 or 43, which is another oh, wow. thing altogether. Yeah. I mean, and he cried, not- he cried and it was very emotional and it just, I loved, I love when the human spirit or the, like just he, the human spirit is on display like that, where for one moment we forget that we're all so different and that we're all so much alike and we celebrate and you see people's emotions, raw emotions, and you see people celebrate another human being. It was just really beautiful. And that's and, it. That's and my even after the 700th, it still is an emotional moment for him. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. such a beautiful thing. Exactly. Yeah. So he, was, witness- he was, he was 42 or he is 42. So he is to 42, be able yeah. to do that at that age. And like yeah. you said, you got to see an iconic yes. part of baseball. You didn't bring a memorabilia home for, for, for Kevin. Is he a big baseball fan? He is. He's a big sports I mean, but he's, fan. He's he? a sports fanatic. He loves yeah, all the yeah. sports. I mean, if you, if you, Yankees? He, yes, but if you ask him, his favorite sport is hockey. Mm-hmm. He's a diehard Islander fan, but then it's like the dolphins don't know why. And then the Yankees, I get that. Cause he's a New Yorker. Um, but yeah, he's an all around just sports fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was upset. He didn't go to that game with you. He was invited. And I said, <laughs> you lost out. <laughs> <laughs> he would Sorry. have gotten what he wanted his memorabilia <laughs> yeah. exactly then maybe you should have gone there you go oh, oh well that's amazing you guys have had some fun this this week like all of us and you know I we miss Sarah Sarah we miss you we we know you'll be joining us very soon but I've been wanting to get to this particular topic for a long time okay um it's definitely to me pertains to the entertainment industry. I'm going to pull up, I took a little couple of notes. Um, But recently, not that long ago, um, Bethany Frankel, if you know who she is, she was on like Real Housewives of New York. And she recently called out Kim Kardashian, who posted on Instagram a possible Photoshopped image. And you know, I think the Kardashians have been called out before for sort of posting images that are overly filtered or overly photoshopped. And so I kind of wanted to have that conversation with both of you women. Both of you have a lot of experience in the entertainment industry. Erica, you do photo shoots all the time for your company, Body Language. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think you, Zulai, obviously as an actress, you feel a sense of pressure and we talk about body image and we talk about body shaming. And I really wanted to get your temperature on what you think about this like particular topic with regards to how much Photoshopping is too much Photoshopping because this recently kind of has come up for, for all of us. Like I can, I can admit I've filtered photos. I use that, even that filter on the story. And I do in my heart feel sometimes like I'm, I'm like really not being sincere or authentic. And I think, you know, both of you women have daughters I just really, I wonder, like, I love social media. It can bring forth a positive message for a lot of people, but I do wonder the damage of this in the entertainment industry in terms of pressure for women and, and per, in terms of even pressure for men. Like, who wants to take the mic first? And, and what, what do you guys feel about this? Like, do you think the responsibility should be put on the Kardashians to really be forthright about what images are, are photoshopped? Or do you think, like, that's part of this business that we're in? Oh my God, this is such a complex, complex, raw conversation. Um, listen, we're 
we're always photoshopped and filtered. We're, we're filtered right now. We're wearing makeup. We're wearing mm-hmm. a different styles of clothing. I'm, my, I see the way my daughter looks at me sometimes from the difference from when I get up in the morning and then she sees me when I'm going out. I see her look at me from head to toe like, oh, this is a different person. We're always in life as humans, I feel, putting our best foot forward to look and feel amazing and to and 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 to me and and to for us to feel a certain way about our personal appearance to the world i too have used the filters on instagram and i too have engaged in 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 that sort of let me try and make this better there is a place that you have to really stop and think when you're filtering your body parts and you're filtering yourself to the point where you're not uh, you're not recognizable if i can't recognize you out at sephora or out at a restaurant i think that there is a problem there now i don't think also that we should i think everybody should be held responsible for their for their own actions i don't i think it's unfair to hold the kardashians up to this they're in their, they're in such a out there world that I think it's unfair to hold them so responsible. Yes, they have daughters. She, Kim should be thinking and Kim and all of those girls should be as responsible as they feel they need to be for their daughters and their family. But I'm not holding Kim Kardashian accountable for the things that my daughter is going to see that that's going to be something that I have to be very proactive in and, 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 and create a different sort of, um, reality or or create a certain level of awareness for my daughter which entails me having to pull back on some of my antics and some of the things that I'm doing in my life to prepare her for this next she's still a baby but when she is of age when she's five six seven and she's out in school and and, and has Instagram hopefully not I'm saying mm-hmm. that I think that that's a responsibility that's going to fall on me, mostly on how I'm modeling those things for her. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard topic because obviously, you know, coming from the modeling world and um, dabbling in the acting that I did and now running uh, active wear line, it is a little bit normal to Photoshop a little bit, like, but not body parts, like the Kardashians, or it's not even the Kardashians that, I mean, they do do it, but it's a lot of different people that do it. I feel like the Kardashians get such a bad rap, um, which maybe they're the ones that kind of started. Um, but I don't know that they were Photoshopping. I think that they were just embellishing their body parts to not, you know, to be whether it's plastic surgery or, um, you know, what, what all the work that they've done, which I think we all know that it's been a lot of work, but there's two different things to me. That is all about your own choice. Everyone has their choice, what they want to do with their body. But then if you're embellishing on photos, that's to me in another level, like making a a lot of women, I feel do this because they're trying to keep up Mm. with the look of possibly the Kardashians or other women. So they'll embellish their boobs to be bigger, their butt to be, or their hips to be a little bit rounder because they don't have the hips. They're a little bit more straight. And that's where I feel like it's difficult and hard because as a mother that has a little girl, I don't want her to think that this is okay. 
Have I done things myself? I love to smooth my lines out a little bit. You know, I'm hitting 43 now. And sometimes if I have under eyes in my picture or the lighting is not great, I will smooth out some of my finer lines. And I don't know, is that terrible? I think it's to each their own, um, but I should be proud of those damn lines. Right? Mm. I, I actually had on my dress the other night and I had like a little, I have like little mom, mom belly, right? And I was like, oh, I'm going to take the stress off. My pooch is sticking out. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm a mom. I'm a proud mom of two kids. This pooch, this pooch carried these two kids. I should be proud of this. Right. So I wore my pooch, poochy dress, my <laughs> poochy belly dress. And um, you guys will probably see it in the video. I look a little pregnant, not going to lie, but whatever. I, I had eaten so much steak and fries and all this stuff that it was definitely out there. But um, I don't know, you guys, I think it's, it's definitely a fine line. I don't think that- I think it's called evolution. I think what you're describing is called self growth and evolution. I think mm -hmm. we are all walking at a different pace towards this place where we ultimately accept ourselves, see our inherent beauty as we are. And some people are further along than others. I may be behind some people, not behind, but we're just walking in our own. We're running our own marathon towards this thing, which is self-love and self-acceptance. And I also think it's tremendously hurtful to hold so many people to these perfect enlightening standard, enlightened mm -hmm. standards. We're not all there yet. We're working our way through a lot of childhood trauma. We're working our way through a lot of, uh, you know, self-inflicted abuse. We're working our way through so many things. And it's instead of shaming women or pointing the finger, instead of doing all these things, let's recognize that we're all in this, we're all in this civilization living this way together. We are create, we have created certain standards or the media has created certain standards. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us to look through that and find our way through all of that to find joy with, like you said, your pooch, find joy with our finer lines. Do I like do we think, do we want to look beautiful? Yes, but I think we can look beautiful gracefully at every age. And I think that's what we're trying to all get to, right? I mean, am I wrong? I, I also, I love Absolutely. that. Yes, of course. You're, you're, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Zula, is you're taking the responsibility out of us, projecting our insecurities onto another woman, and we're looking inwards and figuring out how can we fulfill our own issue. I do find this to be a particular female issue, though, and that's where... Mm. I, I want to share that with people that are listening for, for women that are listening and especially for men, because I do think it's a systemic issue where women, you know, like this is, this is an issue for all women, but I, it's interesting. I'm reading this book by Eckhart Tolle called a new earth. And the more emphasis we put in our beauty, in our body, like on our, on our physical self or the money we make or the fame we seek, the, those eventually our body decays, right? Eventually we get older. And so the more emphasis, and by the way, I am right, I, I admit this, like I put a great emphasis on what my body looks like. And if my body is showing a quote unquote flaw, I notice now, which I never used to be aware, but I notice now that that bothers me. And so in some, somewhere in my childhood, Along the lines, I looked at 
of Kim Kardashian, and I'm not saying Kim Kardashian specifically, but maybe somewhere in my in my in my growth where I looked to somebody else and said, "Oh, that is happiness. Oh, that supermodel who has you know the perfect hip boob ratio and perfect flawless skin and thick hair, she must be happy." which is a total misconception, right? A lot of times the most beautiful women who have been idolized by their looks are actually the greatest to fall in terms of suffering because they've been admired so deeply for their beauty that eventually like we all sag and get wrinkles and have pooches. And I agree with you, E, and I'm so proud that you were so honest and authentic about it because it gives other women permission like you said it so, so honestly, like you're proud of your age. I think that that's something we as women struggle with communicating about, which is like, I am, I am my age and I'm not getting any younger. And why do I have an association of like, I need to be a certain age for people to like me or find me attractive or so on and so forth. And what Bethany Frankel says is she just feels like the Kardashians and whomever have a sense of responsibility because they are so highly influential that using mm -hmm. Photoshop to insist that this is natural, as she describes per this article, that she describes it as it's an unhealthy, a dangerous obsession, and it's irresponsible and reckless. And she quotes this, this, this article by saying, um, moms feel insecure. They don't have, they don't have, moms don't have the time to do all this Photoshop, nor do they even know how to with the technology. Women can't compete with Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner and their sisters. And I think I remember there was a big debate of like even Kylie Jenner and her lips being real or not real. And Kylie Jenner didn't want to admit that they were real. And remember she's selling product her lip liners as though if you buy this product, you can look like Kylie. I, I look, you can't deny this has been in our system forever, but do you not feel like that's a little misleading? Yes, absolutely. It is, it is very misleading, but I also think that why do you feel like you need to be in competition with these people? Like everybody has something to offer in the world and that's what makes you unique. You're, you're, you're not having to flaunt your body. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to flaunt our, flaunt our bodies in order to be successful or to be happy. Everybody is living their own life the way that they want to. So I don't know that whole idea of being in competition with them. I, I, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that gets to the point where that we're all really saying here is my whole issue. And there is no issue. I'm just pointing out that we shouldn't have to tear other women down for us to be right about certain things. The core issue is that we have been systemically and societally, it's been instilled in us that we have to do certain ABC, look a certain way in order for us to create this joy or be in this or, or be successful, be beautiful to an, to an external. And what I was saying earlier was about how do we then, where do we get the resources, the tools? How do we teach our, the new generation, what that really looks like. Cause we're all figuring it out, whether we're Kim Kardashian, Bethany Frankel, Erica, or myself, or you, we're all at a different, we're walking different paths to the same place. Inevitably, yes. those are facts. That's why we're here. That's why we're alive. We're, we're alive to figure out this way 
to, to find this way back to ourselves, to God, whatever the source is you want to call it. I believe that is our purpose here. So we're all walking this path just at different speeds, uh, different, yes, different pacing. Mm-hmm. So how do we, now that we've seen into what the core issue is, how do we now take responsibility? And for me, it's doing things like the collaboration that I did with Dove. So they created, it's a campaign around creating resources for parents and their children to nurture and create self-love. And one of the things, one of the stipulations is that I post all of these marketing materials without any filtering, without erasing anything. Mm. And I said, great, that's the direction that I genuinely, authentically, and organically want to move into. For example, a few months ago, I was at a red carpet event and I had um, someone on my team send me a Photoshop picture of the red carpet experience. And I shared it with you guys. And I said, guys, I love this picture, but in good conscience, I can't post this picture because I looked like a doll, like a fake doll. And as much as I love the picture, it's still in my phone. I was like, I can't, I can't post this. I look, I mean, it doesn't even look real. So that's what I'm saying. It's like starting to recognize those things that sting a little, that I would not have felt good. I probably would have gotten amazing comments and all these like, you know, great compliments and and things like that. But that's not that important to me anymore. What's more important to me is what am I actually saying? What is the content? What what is, what are, what is my daughter going to come back and look at when she comes back to the social media footprint that I have? That's important Mm -hmm. to me. Now, what is my sister, my 16 year old sister, and and Rhode Island gonna think when she sees this picture because she sees me, she knows what I look like, she knows me well. Um, and I those things are important to me now. And I'm inching my way towards a more uh authentic way of posting and a more authentic way of telling my story via so via uh, Instagram. But it's it's a journey. It's a journey of us, like how do we in our own way every day stay authentic to those little callings that are inside of us that are like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And how do we hold others accountable without pointing the finger and without tearing a Kim Kardashian down and and, and tearing whoever else down? I also don't think that's, that's fair. And that I don't think that's healthy societally either for us to point the finger in every direction and say, it's your fault. You did it. See, that's what you're mm-hmm. doing. No, we're all here walking in that direction, how do, what are we doing in our everyday little by little to change what it's going to look like 10 years from now? I do think, yeah, the Kardashians were not the originators. I think Instagram or social media is the one that has really played a huge part in all of this. It, It was like a, it's like a movement, right? It's like a social media movement where you're always trying to put your best foot forward, period, whether it's looks, whether it's what's going on in your life. I mean, nowadays there's people posting, you know, even Instagram versus reality and some funny, cute things that I appreciate because most of the time I am that like 
unorganized, crazy mom that's just trying to carry it all out of the car. But obviously I have, I'm not there yet. I haven't posted the reality, right? I, I try to just always put my best foot forward, but yeah, it would be nice to have the more realistic um, approach so that everybody can say, wow, that's relatable. I love that. I think that's why we have these conversations and that's why we wanted to start this podcast is because we all are, or have been in the entertainment business. Um, but we're also, we like to talk about very real and, um, authentic things too, but yeah, I, I think that I've progressed for myself. I remember you used to be able to like, like make your eyes bigger on some sort of app. So I left that alone. I'm like moved on. I'm like, I'm not doing that. My eyes are big enough. Like, what am I How doing? How about the you one know? where you can make your eyes blue <laughs> or green? Oh, yes. Yeah, I've taken a gander. I'm like, ooh, you look good, girl. <laughs> <laughs> or your hair too. Lighten your yeah, hair. Yeah, or your hair. Pink. Right? I had, yeah. I mean, it's just, some of them are fun, but to actually put that out there, I think you have to be mindful of what you're trying to portray. And even more so, obviously us with daughters, Zulai, I think um, to really have that in mind is super important. I don't- Our affirmations. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want Aviana to look at me and be like, this is you? Really? (laughs) I don't see it, you know, and they will call me out. Jackson will call me out. So, <laughs> I mean, I think what I'm taking from both of you guys, and, and I'm so glad we're able to have this conversation because yes, both of you have um, been very successful respectively in the entertainment industry. You've dealt with your own versions of pressure and even criticism and how that impacts you, how that impacts your daughter, what you want to um you know, hopefully evolve or move the ball forward by this conversation alone. I think, um, I feel it's so important to be able to have like, along with the highlights, it's literally called highlights, like your highlight page on Instagram, um, opportunities for honesty and truth and having these types of discussions where you're right, like pointing the finger. And back in the day, it was probably Marilyn Monroe when she got a nose job, mm. or I don't know, maybe she got breast enhancements. Right. To right. look mm-hmm. a certain It's always way. been somebody to it point has. the finger at. And it's it just, has. yeah. It has, but you can't deny that when you are in positions of influence, you can choose to be like Zulai and not post the over-edited photo, but I find that to be really hard to do. I feel like with if presented with an opportunity to get, and look, like these, these apps are an algorithm where we're supposed to be addicted to, uh, you know, liking the, 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 the likes and the, the comments and all of that. I think most people when presented with a beautiful doll-like photo may, again, I don't know, but may have a hard time not wanting to post it. Should we post it on our social media? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Just, Let's do it. I mean, and then this is the picture. Honestly, honestly, I think we should <laughs> post it. I think we should yeah. post it. I think we should count the number of likes it gets. And we talk about it on the next show. Oh, no, not post it on my page. I can't post it on my page. No, I was no, saying no, on post it on our, oh, okay. on okay. Their entertain her and say, hey, this is the picture I re- still, reference. I still think we could use it as a as a science experiment and post it on your social media <laughs> and see like if it gets more than the average, 
how can you not want to continue to do that? I mean, it's like, we're supposed to be, these, these apps make us addicted, you know, it's just, it's, you can't deny it. And I agree. And I'm proud of Dove and I'm proud of the people that are influencing by showing the reality because you said it's a movement E it is a movement Mm. and it's going to be a movement to get us to be unwired or rewired away from this, this world of perfectionism and comparison and hope to influence in a positive way, as opposed to like, Hey, buy this body trainer. So you have hips Mm -hmm. that look like this. I I have a challenge. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll do the challenge after, after you add to what you were going to say. No, I was just going to say that. I love that. Uh, I don't know how, when it was that this happened, but Instagram has the, um, turn the likes off, which I actually do a lot because it just makes people, you, you, you don't care. Like, I don't look at it. Other people aren't looking at it. Cause aren't you always like trained to look at the likes and the comments? It's, it's like Instagram has trained you to do that. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to turn my comments off or I'm going to turn my likes off so that it doesn't affect me. And hopefully it doesn't affect other people, which I, I appreciate. I would like to hear from all of you, including yourself, Kira, our producer who uh, sits silently listening to our conversation. Coscarelli, what do you love about yourself? I love my inquisitiveness, my compassion, um, my desire to create female community and a lot more, but like those would be, I've just been doing these workshops where I'm actually having this actual conversation. So that's the only reason why this would be actually a normally hard question to answer, to be honest. And what do you love about yourself physically? I love my feet. You do have amazing feet. Thank you. I like my arms, my eyes. There's a lot I don't like. Those mesmerizing (laughs) eyes of yours, Coscarelli. I get seduced by Erin all the time. She doesn't even know it. She has great How about you, E-Dog? What do you love about yourself? Um, I love that I am a good listener Mm -hmm. sometimes. (laughs) I'm compassionate. Um, I think I'm, uh, very sincere and I like my eyes, even though they're not blue. <laughs> ah, yours are amazing. And my hair, I'm, I'm oh. I love, I love my hair. Your yeah. hair. It's envy. It's enviable. Oh, sorry. My pack of animals are here. Kira, you're not getting away from this. What do you love about yourself? Oh man, I love just being quiet <laughs> in my little corner. Nope, <laughs> not today. <laughs> I love, I think I generally try to lead with kindness. And even when I am frustrated, I, I try to go that way. And that's a quality that I, I do tend to love about myself. I love my ability to make really good coffee. And um, I do love my sometimes forcibly perpetual optimism. And I love my butt and my eyes. <laughs> mm, you said your butt. Cause I was going to say, I love Kira's butt. Yeah. Nice round. Juicy. It is juicy. I had to, I had to learn to love it though. Cause everybody I went to yeah. school with was like a size zero and, you know, just a little 
beach baby stick. And I was the first girl with butt and you got that bang bang. You know what? We learned to love it. She's there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll go last. what What about you, Z? Yeah. I love my empathetic nature, my ability to lead with kindness, even in tough situations. Mm. I love my acting talent Mm. and I love my vulnerability Mm. and my, one of my favorite physical attributes is my jawline Mm. and um, your nose. And I love my nose. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. See, it's yeah. not that hard to look in the other direction and to find all these things that we love about ourselves. And I think we do this so seldomly. And I think this mm-hmm. is good practice. Um, I the good practice to just celebrate yourself, not the physical attributes is neither here nor there, but it is. Mm-hmm. It, it may feel weird, but this is where we start building that self-love for all of everything that encompasses us, our spirituality, our soul, our physical body, our emotional health and life and mental health and life. We have to do these things for ourselves to create uh, just a better um, relationship with this beautiful, Mm -hmm. harmonious vessel that's taking us through this amazing experience. And we have to honor that. So, and, and I appreciate that Z, because I think it, it's, you know, when you asked me those questions, it was uncomfortable for me at first, mm-hmm. you know, and like what Kira said, she didn't love a part of her body and it took time for her to love it. And by knowing if I talk to my best friend, the way I talk to me, I would not want to be best friends with me. And right. oh. the relationship with self will always be the most important relationship you have because it's the lens with which you see everybody else. Ooh, Cascarelli, mic drop. drop. So maybe I love that you just asked that Z and maybe we ask our listeners like, hey, if you feel so inclined, send us your top five things you love about yourself. And like, maybe we, you know, we share them or yeah, we share them top five, top 10, go as long as you can, because we don't, you're right. We seldomly take a look at ourselves and celebrate. And we, we spend so much time wishing and borrowing other people's joy and we don't look inward and celebrate our own. So, and those are some easy things that you can do in the morning, like before you even get out of bed, just like five to 10 affirmations to yourself of things you're grateful for, or you're happy about, or just anything like you are strong. You are beautiful. Thank you for my hair. Thank you for, you know, my, my compassionate, kind attitude today that I'm going to give to everybody. I think those are gentle reminders. Like you said, Aaron, the way that you treat yourself is the way that you're treating others. That's what I'm taking with me today for sure. Thanks Cascarelli. I love you guys. Well, thank you for going down this, which, which I was concerned about this topic because it's so important. I was like, we need to be gentle. We need to be insightful and open-minded because I love how both of you handled this topic of going, it's not someone else's responsibility to figure out what we're not getting from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we, and we expect everybody else to fill our cup and we don't take ownership of what we're projecting or blaming 
other people for. And it's not the Kardashians' responsibility. It's our responsibility to see whether or not that works for us or not. This is my first time hosting the show. So I don't know, do we, uh, do we move on to the decanted? It's time for decanted. What is something that you would like to tell your younger self about this conversation of self-growth, self-love, or tell your daughter or tell, you know, any young girl of one little nugget of self-confidence and self-love and their journey towards it? I think the biggest one for me um, and has helped me with so many moments of feeling sad and depressed and anxious is that everybody feels this way. This is not an isolated circumstance and that um, we're all little kids navigating our, our wounds. And it's, it's, you know, I think if you just let people know that they're not alone, they then become more vulnerable and say, oh, wow, it's okay to be scared or, oh, wow, it's okay to feel not good enough some days. And I think, um, I wish I could have told myself, cause see, I was like almost an only child. I had much older brothers. And so much of me felt like I was the only one sort of going through this. And um, I, I have a 12 year old niece that I just wish I could tell her, like if you ever feel insecure or scared or nervous or not good enough, you are not alone. A lot of us mm -hmm. feel that way. Mm -hmm. I would wanna, I want to tell my daughter starting today, every day <laughs> that what's on the inside, who you are as a person inside is way more valuable and likable and beautiful than what you have to offer on the outside. Oh, I didn't think I was going to cry on this episode. Let me just fan myself with my baby book. <laughs> um, okay. So part of our affirmations that we do every night with Kennedy is I tell her that she's perfect just the way that she is. And I started this early with her because it was not, um, it was not, uh, I was, I, I remember not feeling up to par and remember not feeling um, like I deserved or I belonged in certain rooms for a very long time. So I would echo what both of you just said and also just um, tell my sister and tell myself just how perfect I was just the way that I was with all my flaws and all of my, all the things that you perceive as bad and, and ugly about you. And that's exactly who you were made to be, to embark on your own personal journey. And it's such a hard thing to grasp as a child, but it's just the truth. <laughs> that's it. So true. Mm, yeah. Wow. What a special episode this ended up becoming. And uh, Sarah, we certainly miss you. Um, but that is an episode of Entertain Her. I'm Erin Cascarelli. Erica Sedeno. And I'm Zulai Hanel. Thank you guys for listening so much. We love you. Bye.